Okay, welcome to Brave Knitting. This is episode number 14 to be released on April 15th. Oh my goodness, 2020. This is Linda. And this is Anne. Welcome. So Anne, what are we being brave about today? We are being brave about gift knitting. If people remember, a couple of episodes ago, we asked people to respond to us and give us some ideas of things that they would like to hear us talk about. And this is one of those ideas. And this idea came from Allison, who ended up being our winner, the winner of this skein of um, beautiful, what was it? Um, Boucle yarn from Monica Greco, right. Divine Yarns. So um, yeah, so she had a great idea, gift knitting. So thank you. What do you think about gift yeah, knitting? Thank you, Allison, for the for the idea. And I got to tell you, when, when we first started talking about this, I was kind of thinking, hmm, I'm not sure we're going to have a lot to say. But um, thanks to some really amazing research by Anne, we oh, have come goodness. up with like <laughs> a ton of things to talk about and hopefully some new ideas. So right. first off, for me, I have a general rule about knitting, <laughs> knitting for other people that is. It's like, do not, under any circumstances, do not knit something for somebody who is not going to appreciate what you have oh. done. Right. And we all know <laughs> people true. like that, that they just... They're just not into that whole crafty thing. They just don't have an appreciation. And right. I have they don't get it. I have come across so many people who have done this. And I read this a lot on like message boards on Ravelry and comments and some knitting groups I'm on on Facebook where like somebody will say, I spent four months making this sweater for my daughter-in-law and she never wears it. And it's like, well... That's probably not your daughter-in-law's fault. It's maybe your fault right. that, you know, maybe you weren't thoughtful about, or, or if you're knitting it, you know, because you need the praise, that's probably not a good thing. Um, True. So, you know, and number one, as we'll get into a little bit later, um, garments are a challenge to knit for other people for a variety of reasons. Um, kids and baby clothes are a little bit easier and then there are, you know, the very common gifts of scarves and hats and um, maybe socks if your friends have normal size feet. <laughs> um, That's a big if. It's a big if. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, but we're, we're going to go a little bit beyond that. And um, right. Anne found some really clever, unique ideas to knit as gifts. I did. Yeah, it really kind of hit me. I was like, oh my gosh, I never would have thought of that. Um, one place, one source was an Oregon cottage. We will, of course, link below. And also Pearl Soho had some cute ideas and just kind of all over the place. Um, ear warmers and headbands. I've actually given a really darling knitted ear warmer, and that was way before I started knitting. And, and uh, yeah, you could definitely make one of those for someone. Um, boot toppers. Oh, right. Boots. Yes, I mean, you think, yes. You think of leg warmers um, and socks, but boot toppers, I guess, you know, if you live in a really cold climate, you know, that's kind of a nice thing to keep the cold out of the top of those boots. And that's interesting um, because a couple of years ago, I'm a big fan of the TV show Shark Tank. And on oh, yes. Shark Tank a couple of years ago, there was a, a company that they got the deal with Barbara and they became very mm -hmm. successful, but they're, they made... I, some of them were knitted. Some of them were other materials, I think. But but they made boot toppers. That was their whole business. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Who knew that there was such uh, a market for boot toppers? Yeah. And, um, of course, uh, you know, coffee cozies. We've seen those, but I saw some really adorable ones Oh, right. Tea cozies. Out there. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yes. I've made two of yeah. those. <laughs> oh, right. yeah. yeah. Okay. And then... Um, like a glasses case, you know, for your for your eyeglasses. Okay, very good. I saw some cute like little coin purses or little purses that actually, you know, they attached zippers to, which were really really cute. Um, knitted book markers for your oh, avid right. reader yes. friend for my book club. Yeah. Yes, and also uh, someone else had um, book covers. You know, I don't know if they if they do that anymore. I remember in high school that we always had to cover our books. Right. And, right. Yeah. Well, now kids don't and have I, books anymore. That's true. That's true. But you know, if you wanted to cover a book, you could. And they made them really cute with like little pockets on the front so that you could put a little pencil oh, cool. in it, you know, made for made for, for a little, you know, a little kid or something. I don't know. That was cute. And then a knitted poof, you know, you think of a knitted pillow, like a pillow cover. Yeah. 
you can make a really cute knitted pillow, but also a poof, like, oh, you know, something that goes on the, the floor big thing, yeah. that you really stuff. Yeah, that you can put your feet on or sit on, I guess, if you wanted oh, to. Like, maybe we could knit um, a beanbag chair. <laughs> the options are endless. Yeah, you could just slide that beanbag chair inside of it and make a really cute something or other. Oh, oh one of the cutest things I saw was baby Uggs. They look like oh. little Ugg boots, but they're knitted and they're, oh my gosh, you know, so instead of baby booties, just do some baby Uggs. That was adorable. Oh, that's fun. I'll have to get that I, one. Yeah. And then I saw like trivets and potholders. I think it was Pearl Soho that had like these fruity trivets and potholders that kind of went together and they looked really, really cute, like watermelon and, uh, you know, just different fruits. And then also I thought this was ingenious golf club covers yes yeah i remember in the 60s I mean, that was very popular to have those knitted my because my parents weren't yeah. real big golfers but they took up golf for a very short period of time and yeah. i remember yeah having these big floppy yeah, exactly knitted c- covers yeah my my brother is a huge golfer and yeah those those golf club covers are a big deal so that, I, I thought that that was a great idea and then also you know when the baby gift thing baby rattles you can knit a baby rattle. Ooh. Yeah. And also felted oven mitts. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I wonder, temperature wise, I mean, I, you know, I, I suppose if they're felted. Well, I think it, if they're felted, you know, yeah. Okay. I think with a, lo- with a lot well. of that, um, like things that are going to touch something hot is that you probably want to make them out of cotton and not wool. Um, oh. but, the, but the felted is the exception to that because I, I have seen some things that are, are felted. Okay. Okay. Yeah. How about you? Do you have any other? Well, other... it's kind of funny that we were talking about this. Um, the, the, the one thing that I've really been interested in for a while are pillows because I really love hmm. cables and I have learned through experience that cable sweaters and things aren't always a real good look on me just because they add some bulk, you know, and that I don't know. I just don't think they're flattering in a lot of cases. But I love cables. I love knitting them. And I've seen people taking sweater, cable sweater patterns and just adapting them and making it into, a, you know, just a little square, rectangular pillow shape. And I thought, oh, that's, oh I love that idea. And, and they're beautiful. Yeah. They're really beautiful. But uh, all right. Absolutely. My really big kick lately, and this is even before we started talking about this idea, are coasters. I oh. am obsessed with wanting to knit coasters. <laughs> Great idea. Great idea. And I, I have a few that I've made note of here. Okay. Um, one is called the Perfect Edge Coaster, and it is by designer Asia. I don't know how, A-S-S-I-A Brill. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then there's one called A Leaf in Three Sizes which is interesting. And I think it's actually a little, it's similar to what you were talking about, these the kind of these leaf and fruit motifs. But I, my right. friend Pat actually knitted me this little, it's kind of like a big coaster or a small potholder. I'm not sure which. And it's made out of some cotton yarn. And she gave it to me as a Christmas gift this year. And I was thinking yesterday, I'm like, I don't know where that is. I can't find it. Uh, and then there's you need a picture of it. I, I know, yeah. but I can't find it. <laughs> You'll find it. <laughs> and then the one I really love that I want to get to work on immediately is called Ebb and Flow Coaster. And it's by Sherry Kibler. And the best way to describe it is kind of, it's done in like blue and white. And it looks kind of like waves. Get it? Ebb and Flow. Oh, ebb and Flow, And yes. um, I have a good friend that has a lake house. And I think that would just be a really fun gift to her hopefully when I go visit her at her lake plow sometime if we ever if we ever get to do that (laughs) out of our house (laughs) and then the other thing that um I I talked about a little bit I think on the last episode are are dish rags and I always thought this was kind of like a dumb thing to knit but once again somebody gifted me a dish rag years and years ago and for many years I thought it was my friend Chris that gave me this dish rag Mm -hmm. And I've credited Chris as giving me the dish rag. And then when I got my friend Pat's coaster thingy for Christmas, I said to Pat, I said, you know, Pat, it's really interesting that my friend Chris, who lives in Canada, Chris lives in, or Pat lives right now in Colorado, my friend Chris knitted me a 
dish rag out of this exact same yarn that you made my little leaf coaster from. <laughs> and she's like, I think I needed you that dish rag. Oh, that's <laughs> I'm like, funny. well, oh, I've been thinking it was funny. Chris all these years. I don't know why I, I had that mixed up. Anyway, I thought that was funny. <laughs> um, but I don't use it as a dish rag. I mm-hmm. use it as not really a pot holder, but like for lunchtime in particular, I like to eat hot soup in like a big giant kind of cup or bowl. And right. when I'm home alone during the week, usually I'll, wa- I'll watch TV during my lunch break and I'll be sitting on the couch and it's what I hold in my hand to oh, keep for yeah. the hot. So it's not so hot. Yes. So that's my little. Oh, oh and then the other thing that, yeah. that I, I want to do, I haven't done yet are just little sachets Oh, yeah, yeah, just like a little knitted pocket. I really thought, though, that Arnie and Carlos, they were doing these quarantine knitting, all these mm-hmm. different designs. I thought, oh, you could do like a little mini version of those and um, and then put lavender in it. And then maybe it could be like a second gift when you're giving somebody right. a sweater or something else and, you know, something yes. to keep the, the bugs away from their woolens. Exactly. Oh, that's a great idea. I love that idea. Very good. So... What things have we actually given as gifts? You've you've mentioned a couple of things that you've received. I, I was thinking, I've so far knitted a scarf for my husband, which he actually does like and uses. Good. Um, yes, I have knitted a baby blanket for a friend who had her first grandchild, and that went well. Was that the pink um, and, and gray had, one? It is the pink. It and was gray really one. pretty. Yes. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And it was, oh, I loved the yarn. It was so soft Um, and it was easy and fun to do. And I've also talked about my mini pumpkins that I, you know, that I used (laughs) on top of the trick-or-treat jars. I thought that that was really fun, a trick-or-treat jar. And, you know, really this time of year, I mean, Easter just happened, but, you know, you could definitely do that idea as an Easter basket type gift too. knit something and put it on top of a jar with Easter Easter basket jar. You know, you could do that for a lot of different, um, May Day. May Day. Is that like a northern thing? I, I know, you know, like down here, I never hear about it. But where I was from, Minnesota, you know, it's kind I think of a, it's a, more maybe Scandinavian or I No, Russian I think it's or... just maybe like an old fashioned thing. Because I think it's something. Oh, okay. But yeah, like you having grown up in the Midwest. That yeah. um, it's also like a very Catholic thing too, right? Like because oh, of okay. May crowning. Oh, um, okay. But I also think when you live in, in the northern part where you're tired of the winter weather that that yes. May Day is just something to be more excited about. <laughs> exactly. That was a huge thing when I was little, making the May baskets. Yes. So right. that would be another thing. You could, you know, knit something cute to go on top of a, of a jar and give it as a May basket type of idea. And I've also done candy corns. So, um, you know, and it was for the same purpose. I was going to put it on the top of the jar, but Linda talked me out of that. Oh. <laughs> Do you want to tell them why? We go. Oh, you thought that they looked a little suspicious on top of the jars. So I was like, okay, probably not the gift I want to give my young nieces. Okay. So we went with the pumpkins instead. <laughs> <laughs> How about you? You've done quite a bit of gift knitting. I did. Well, you? funny because I generally knit for myself because I because of that number one rule, like only knit for people right. that appreciate what you do. And and also because I love to knit sweaters and there's like so many sweaters and things out there that I want to knit for myself. I just don't have a lot of time for knitting for other people. But as it turned out, last year was actually a pretty big year for my gift knitting. Um, as I did, I did three baby sweaters. I did that little elephant lovey baby toy. Oh, so cute. Yeah, I think everything that I'm going to mention, I think we've talked about because I've done these in the past year. I made those three ha- hats last year at Christmas time. I, I made a cowl. A cowl is a great gift. I had a like an entire skein left over from a sweater that I made a few years ago, and it was really lovely yarn. And I, I ended up making this cowl for um, a cousin of mine who lives in Michigan and hopefully is using it or did use it this past summer. I've also talked about the bunnies that I've made, those mm-hmm. little cotton rabbits. Adorable. And the, the yeah. clothes for them are just so cute. Um, That's the gift that keeps on giving because you can make clothes and continue to give. And then I really <clears throat> took a risk this past Christmas. And I, I may have talked about it briefly earlier in another podcast, but my friend Annie, I was visiting her last summer while I was knitting a cardigan for myself. And she was admiring the yarn that I was using. 
And when I finished my sweater, I ended up having quite a bit of this yarn left over. And I thought it wasn't quite a full sweater's worth, but I thought, I think it was like three skeins or something. It was a substantial amount. And I thought, well, wouldn't it be cool if I could find a sweater that used two different types of yarn? And I could use this leftover yarn that I know Annie loves and then find something you know else. And so I found this pattern that I really loved and I, I took a chance. I, I did, I did get, she didn't know what I was doing exactly. I didn't say, Oh, I'm making you a sweater, but I did take her, she was visiting and I, um, cause she lives in San Diego and I did take her measurements while she was visiting me and I used those and I kind of, and we're, we have very, very different body shapes and types. So it was really impossible for me to like even try this sweater on to estimate how it was going to fit. But I did it. It fits perfectly and she loves it. Oh, so that was congratulations. Like a, kind of a lucky success there, I think. But absolutely. So Anne, yes. Yes. we kind of said that there are reasons that you probably don't want to knit a sweater for someone, for someone else. Yeah. But, but what if you really if you want just, to? If you really want to, yeah. I found online um, an article called Five Tips for Successful Gift Giving by Amy Herzog. And I thought that she had some really, really good advice. Number one, she talked about being realistic about the yarn that you choose. You know, um, what colors do they like or gravitate towards um, durability? Are they really rough and tumbled? Are they always going to be out there, you know, um, hiking in their sweater? Or are they the kind of person who would be sitting at home, you know, uh, knitting? <laughs> are they always hot? Are they always cold? You know, are they sensitive skinned? Do they get itchy from, you know, all those different things you really need to really think about. Not it, It's not always just, you know, oh, that's a great yarn. I love that yarn. I'm going to use this. You know, you've really got to think about the person that you're giving it to and be realistic about the yarn you're choosing, which I think is um, really great advice. And then second of all, match their closet. You know, what, what is it that they truly wear? Like, I know that you love orange, but you do not wear orange. Right. So if I was going to try to match your closet, you know, and try to make you something that you would actually wear, I'd have to probably think about what does Linda actually right. wear. You wear a lot of blue blues and turquoise, and greens. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so um, I thought that that was a really good uh, point. Also, she said, you know, to keep it sim simple, um, that probably when you're knitting for somebody else is not the time to try out that incredibly difficult brand new technique. Oh, come you know, on! That you saw. I know, I know. You are always up for the challenge, but I, I suppose that she's thinking. She's that obviously not a brave knitter. <laughs> You're going to have to have a conversation with Come her. Come on, Amy. Exactly. And um, then along kind of the same lines, she said, you know, don't make deadlines for yourself. Um, you know, well, you know, which is hard because if you're knitting it for Christmas, knitting it for, birthday, for a birthday. Right. But I think what she meant by that, and she did um, say this, that, you know, if it isn't done by the birthday, you know, or the Christmas or the gift giving day, you can take a picture of how far you are. Uh, or, you know, you could maybe in include a little, you know, a little snippet of the yarn, you know, so that they can look forward to, you know, what they're going to be receiving. Oh, that's or a good even, idea. Yeah. Um, yeah or, or if you're going to be in the room with them and you can get it back, you could actually even put what you oh, got right. accomplished in the box right. and then take it back and say, well, you know, this is what I'm working on. So I think that that's kind of good. I mean, if you want to take your time, you want to do your best work, you don't want to be rushing through, or you, can, you know, the last bit. You could do what I did. Remember last episode, I was talking about the, the raspberry beret for, for, oh, for Marjorie. Right. Marjorie, Margie's birthday was March 31st. She didn't get a raspberry. She's going to have another birthday She's going to have a birthday next year, and it'll be fabulous. <laughs> It'll be just, it'll be fine. So yeah, there's always next year. That's true. Especially if you're not knitting for a child and you don't have to go up a size. Right, <laughs> exactly. Know? And I don't think her you're head's going to get big by then, so. 
Exactly. It'll stay the same. And then also another idea that she had ultimately is just, you know, you can eliminate the surprise. You can talk to the person and say, which pattern would you like me to knit for you? Which style do you like? You know, which yarn do you like? Which color would you like it to be? And then actually measure them, actually take a few of their like favorite sweaters, say, you know, which, which, which sweaters fit you the best and lay those out and measure those out. And then you know that what you're making is going to be something that they're going to wear and really, really like and appreciate so yeah i mean i'm kind of a i like i like surprise surprise so that's hard for me but you know that reminds me i had forgotten about that and i had actually forgotten that i'd done several tea cozies but a few years ago i i had found this book and i didn't know we were going to talk about it so now i don't remember the name of the author um but called really crazy tea cozies and i think there there's like volumes one two and three but these tea cozies are just amazing amazing and i have One person, one friend in particular, who I know loves tea cozies, and many, many years ago, I actually uh, made, sewed a tea cozy for her, like a very modern looking tea cozy, and she's always talking about tea cozies. So for Christmas last year, two years ago, I, mm-hmm. I wrapped up the book, and, oh, and I gave it to idea. her, and I said, okay, yeah. I want to make you a crazy tea cozy but there's so many cute things in this book I'm not sure which one you would really love so give it a few days pick whatever you want and I'll make that for you so she picked the Carmen Miranda tea cozy I remember that <laughs> oh my gosh adorable yes so that that worked out perfectly and it was still kind of a surprise and exciting right. for her I'm sure right. yeah and then you chose the one that she you know you could make the one that she really wanted to have so that's awesome well, you know, talking, get, getting back to like, the, you know, the, the sizes and stuff, um, you know, knitting for a child is generally easier, I think, don't you think? Easy, because... Much easier. Unfortunately, they grow. They do grow. <laughs> and you can always, yeah. I, I mean, if, if, if you knit it a little bit large so that they can grow into it. Right. I made a baby or if sweater. if it's too small, give it to another one. I made a baby sweater very yeah. recently for a newborn. This little boy was born in January and I found this pattern that I really wanted to use and I had the yarn and but I thought it was January in Dallas and he was an infant and I thought well he's not going to be wearing this sweater this year so I purposely made it in a 12 month size and when I gave them the gift I included a little note saying um looking you know forward to you know you can use this next next winter Right. And, and when knitting for a child, you know, you hear of a, you know, um, maybe a, a baby, a young child being born or, or maybe you have a, a niece or nephew or something, you know, living in another state. I found online a really good um, knitting sizes chart. Uh, for because with children it's really just chest and age you know it's kind of the average size of a child at every age um, and it was on knitworld.com dot nz which is New Zealand I guess and uh, but it was in both centimeters and inches and it really seemed to have um, you know kind of some good information there that you can go from. And then also I found another good chart for if you're knitting for, a, a you know, um, an adult or really any, any ages, it was a tin can knits. And of, of course I, we will link below, but um, it went all the way from zero to six months, all the way up to four XL adults. Wow. So you kind of have kind of an average, you know, to, to work at in there. So, um, and I just noticed in my notes, uh, my favorite part of today's conversation, the next uh, thing I'd written down, who out there has heard of the sweater curse? <laughs> the curse of the love sweater. The love sweater. sweater. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I what actually had not heard of this. Curse? You know, I... I mean, I think I kind I of... fruity knitting did something on it at one point just talking about like knitting for a boyfriend but I don't think that they went so far as to talk about that there's a curse I guess I hadn't heard yeah. that there's a curse with it it, it occurred to me those... like that you know yeah. I, I I tried to knit something I wanted to knit a sweat a man sweater and I have you know a husband and two you know very large oh, yeah. 22 and 23 year old boy children mm-hmm. and about a year ago year and a half ago I found this great pattern that I 
I really thought in in particular my youngest son would like I thought it was very mm-hmm. manly looking and you know Men it was <laughs> but it was interesting and I sent them all a link to that sweater and two others and and I said something like so are any of you interested in any of these sweaters and and my husband who usually doesn't act like this made a comment like well that that first one looks sort of girly to me and I'm like <laughs> Oh my gosh. Like what? what? And why would you say this on the three-way text so that now that you've said that, the, the yes. two other boys who probably would have liked the sweater now are going to not like it because right. you've said it was girl. I don't know. So after that little exchange, and everybody had some sort of criticism about all three of these sweaters that I really oh liked. And I was like, well, screw it. Lucky you didn't knit I'm them not up. Knitting you're anything like, from any of you. Forget it. Everyone... <laughs> exactly. I agree with you. Yeah. Well, the, you know, the curse of the, the sweater curse is based on kind of like, you know, some, you know, some people, you know, who are, are single and they meet a guy and they're really, really into them and they think I'm going to knit a sweater and they knit this beautiful sweater and it takes so much time. And it's obvious, I think, to the world that it takes a lot of time to knit something like that. And sometimes, you know, men are strange creatures and, you know, they receive that sweater and they think, wow, this girl put it, this woman put in a lot of time on this sweater that's a commitment to that sweater and me truth be told if you were dating somebody yeah and he knitted you a sweater oh wouldn't that freak you out too I don't think it's like a male thing I you're right oh you were so right because I remember one time I had a friend now this guy was just a friend and I knew we were just friends but we we were out of college like a couple years and for Christmas, he bought me a dress, like a dress that I would wear mm. to work. And I just thought that was just like the weirdest gift. Now, you know, he was yeah. in the fashion industry and all that. But even so, it was like, I, I don't want people buying me clothes right. like that. Yeah, uh, it's almost too too so, intimate or something. So, yeah. so I guess that that's what it's based on. You know, it kind of freaks them out if it's too soon. Right. And Clara <laughs> Parks on Knitter's Review had actually polled people. Do you believe that there is a sweater curse? 41% of the respondents believed that yes, there is. 30% uh, responded that no, they don't think that there is. And 15% actually said that they had experience with the sweater curse, that it was in fact Uh true. And then, you know, from that comes the conversation, how long do you need to be dating someone or, or involved with someone before you can feel safe? knitting a sweater um some people online were saying maybe you know a year you you know when you know that it's kind of going in the you know a a serious direction and they know that you know both both parties are feeling like it's a serious thing and then what uh what could you knit what could you realistically i mean you love to knit you want to make something what would be acceptable a hat is acceptable maybe Socks. socks really safe yeah yeah, because you know that's not that's not saying I took you know five hours a day oh. thinking of you. How about a book a bookmark? <laughs> yeah, a bookmark. There you there, go. That's, I like that's that the idea. level of that. I think or a golf club cover. There you go. Yeah, I think it kind of yeah. depends on the the, the person. Right. You know, because yeah. you know it's like it's easy to say six months or a year or whatever, but yeah. I think. You have to gauge it. In yeah, because in some cases, yeah, it I, might I, like seal the deal. Right. You know, it's kind of like when I first met my husband, and we, we lived in different cities until we were engaged, basically. So it was always long distance dating. But he was at my house, I think, for like the second time. And he wanted to make pizza. And so... Mm-hmm. He just took over my kitchen and made pizza, and I sat in the living room and watched TV and had a nice drink, and I thought, yeah. okay, yeah. he is the one. That's the man for me. <laughs> He's the one for me. So, but, you know, exactly. for other people, that might yeah. have scared them away, right? They True. were like, what is this guy yeah. doing in my kitchen? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's just so hard. I mean, you know, I, I, I dated people that probably would have freaked out over a knitted golf club cover. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's... Yeah, I just, it just depends on well, the person. And, you know, at, at some point you have to realize that if you knit them something and they freak out and never talk to you again, that it was not going to work right. out anyway. So maybe the curse is actually <laughs> so a good maybe, thing because it gives you, it, it saves you from like, you know, having a divorce 10 years later. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it could really be telling, but you know, I I just think it's an important thing to think about before you actually start. And we may be speaking to someone out there right now. Who's in the middle of like, who's in the middle of going, oh shoot. But you know, you could give it to your father. I'm happily married for over 20 years and I'm still not making my sweater a husband, my sweater a husband. I'm still not making my my husband a sweater. (laughs) I'm not making my sweater into a husband either. I've seen that. Have you seen that too? Or people have knitted like another. Oh my gosh. I saw something recently where somebody like knitted like another person. I mean, it wasn't like a kinky thing, but it was, it was like, like, I guess, you know, maybe for the HOV lane. I don't know, but they had knitted like this whole person. It was creepy. Well, I, I don't remember where creepy. I saw it. I'll have to dig it up. It was really funny. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, <laughs> with that, where do we go from here? Um, oh, how about, um, you know, if you do go ahead and make someone that sweater, that going back to Tin Can Knits, um, they had a really, they actually had a really good article too called Avoiding the Sweater Curse, where they went into a lot of this. And they they ended it kind of by saying, if you're going to go ahead, you know, if you've made the decision, this is a good idea, then, um, you know, measuring, we said that already, measure some of their favorite garments. And then also something that you and I have talked about before, make a gauge swatch. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It better yeah, fit. Exactly. Yeah. And better. Okay, so also knitting garments for other people. You know, maybe sometimes you think to yourself, you know, the sweater, it is a risk. It's a risk. You know, I right. mean, you can knit a sweater for yourself and it doesn't fit exactly right. So, you know, you can also go down, you know, go in the direction of like a poncho. Oh, right. It doesn't have yes. to fit exactly garments right. Garments that don't or have to fit perfectly perfectly yeah like I like those little capelet things kind of you know you put on over over the top over your head and it kind of comes up around your neck and it just kind of goes a little bit past your shoulders so kind of takes off the chill you know kind of a poncho type thing but it's very short right and there are even some sweater patterns that you know don't don't, excuse me have to be really well fitted (coughs) like an oversized sweater okay okay or true you know, I'm thinking like, like some like summer cardigans, like or like that vest I made, you know, that, the afternoon breezes vest. Like you, I could probably right. make that for somebody else because it's not real specific. So, yeah, there's some things. That... That's true. A vest. I think a vest would be easier to fit to someone because you're not worried about the arms. Right. You're not worried about maybe it doesn't need to button in the front. So, it, you know, you've got give. That's a really great idea. Right. Yeah. I like that. What else? What else is a is a safe bet? I don't know. I guess. That's all I can think of. A scarf, you know, just like a scarf or you know, like a shawl type. Yeah, thing. the things we, we yeah we talked yeah. about earlier. Yeah, the, the we kind of talked the, about the the usual okay. safe things. But uh, yeah, I like yeah. some of these fun ideas that that you've discovered. Yeah, very good. So, however, I do think that mm-hmm. if you go to the trouble of hand knitting something that you should have a lovely tag to put you know sew or knit inside your garment so that they know who it came from now I I have some tags that now if you go to Etsy or probably a million other places that there are a lot of people that are making and designing these lovely some are leather or I guess they're probably not real leather, but pleather. Okay, that's my phone ringing. Let me turn it off. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Um, but there's a lot of really, really cute tags out there. And I bought some that I thought were adorable. However, I bought, they're like a dark blue color. And then the ink on them is black. And so that was not a good combination. So I'm not real happy with with my little tags. So I'm going to have to order me up some some new ones one of these days. I haven't done that yet. It'll be a while till I work through the ones I don't have, I I don't like. But the other thing (laughs) is you also want to include a a care tag with your garment, particularly if you're giving wool, so that people, you know, know if it's a washable wool how they can care for it if it's you know um 
if it's not a superwash wool, what they do need to do to care for it. And we are going to have a special little giveaway um, from Brave Knitting that um, we have designed. Our, our graphics team has... <laughs> you, our, graphic, our graphics team is Linda. She is so incredibly good with this kind of stuff. Our graphics so team is... Linda. Actually, our graphics yeah. team hasn't finished this design yet. <laughs> well, what's wrong with the graphics team, Linda? Um, <laughs> I'm kidding you. The graphics team has been a, been a little busy with. lately with some other things. Exactly. And, um, with life. Yeah, with life and uh, something else I got myself into I shouldn't have. Um, but anyway, oh. <laughs> we, we will have a PDF. We think there's going to be a way we can put a link to where you'll be able, in the show notes, where you can get to the PDF. Right. Um, however, we would also love to just hear from some of our listeners about what your favorite episode has been so far or, you know, anything else you want to share with us. It's really fun to listen, um, or to hear what you have to say. So you can also email us and we will send you the PDF. Next, I don't, it is, we are recording this just two days before it's going to be released. I'm hoping that by April 15th, that that little project is actually done. But if not, it Mm -hmm. it shouldn't be too much longer after that. So yeah, email us or go to the show notes and hopefully there'll be a um, a link to a PDF. If not in the show notes, it'll say um, you have to email us. And our email is bee brave knitting at gmail.com. Right. Okay. And um, you know, you're talking about tags and stuff. I've noticed one of my favorite YouTube podcasters, Anna Knitter, she um, she knits a lot of stuff for Christmas and birthdays for people. And she does a really great job of making tags and stuff. Like if she does a scarf, you know, she'll roll it up and she'll do a, like a, you know, a, um, like a card, like a tag board thing that goes around it and it just looks so professionally done yeah yeah she does some really great job she does some really great things with that with the gift tags so I'm excited about this that's that's a a really neat idea yeah and the other thing that I was thinking about was um gifts for a knitter oh yes now Mm -hmm. this is kind of like the sweater or garment question is in general, I don't think yarn is a good gift for a knitter, right? Probably not. Not unless you can buy an entire sweater's quantity right. and, you know, I mean, what do you do with one skein? Yeah. And and I think that that's happens a lot. Hard. I know people have given me one skein of yarn and thinking that that's mm-hmm. a great thing. And, and it is, I appreciate the thought, but it, it's often difficult to use one skein of yarn. So unless you know the person like really wants this yarn or loves this yarn. Right probably not a good thing like people know they could just send me dyed in the wool spin cycle right and I'd be happy any color any (laughs) any amount whatever I'm just collecting it but so I really love for a knitter I love giving and receiving project bags I never met a project bag I didn't like the best yep you gave me a great one this past year it's so cute and books I think are also a fun gift oh yes you've given me some great books thank you for that accessories and then yes. a yarn bowl mm-hmm. and gave me a really beautiful yarn bowl or yarn box. My daughter gave for this past Christmas gave oh. me a yarn box. It's a wooden box that is kind of like a yarn bowl, but it's a box and it's made out of wood. And on the sides of it, it also has a needle gauge um, lasered oh. into it. So that's great. Very cool. I know. Um, very cool idea. For our little knitting group, our mm-hmm. and gave everybody a very cute little sheep and he's sitting on my <laughs> little knitting table dresser I don't know what you call this credenza they were cute I found him somewhere and I attached him to some peppermint some bark candy, to make but... them kind of Christmassy and gave him bows so very cute <laughs> you know as a simple gift if you're yeah. you know giving like to your knitting group or whatever our right. friend Terry and our knitting group is a very accomplished seamstress and last year she made us all project bags which was very exciting incredible just an incredible job and you would not believe the quality of this thing we'll take a picture of that and post it there's also on instagram really interesting needle gauges these days i know that Mm -hmm. at this is a vendor that i missed at vogue knitting live but 
I was watching the fruity knitting thing about Vogue Knitting Live, and they they featured Katrinka. Yes, I've seen. And Katrinka had some yeah, the wood. some wood stuff, and I ended up after the fact ordering some buttons and then this this needle gauge that was in the shape of a, a sweater. Oh, cute. And, and I love it. So, you know, those sorts of accessories are, are kind of a fun gift for a knitter, too, even if it's just like a little side gift. So, Right. No, I think so, too. Yeah. So anybody out there, anything else that you've received that you really loved, let us know. Yeah, because let we're, us know. You know. We always have Christmas and birthdays and stuff and need to, you know, buy another knit or something. I love that idea. All right. 40 minutes okay. of gift giving ideas here. Ah, oh, my gosh. <laughs> Incredible. Yeah. Um, so are we ready for kind of our big announcement? I think so. I think so. Oh, you're freezing. You're freezing. What? I think so. Can you what? not hear me? What you froze for just a second. Okay. We're on a phone. Yeah, I'm sorry. And yeah, sometimes, sometimes you, we people freeze. People out there in uh, podcast land can hear us, but we're having trouble hearing each other because we're <laughs> okay. re- remote recording. <laughs> Yes, exactly. Um, we have kind of a big announcement. We are expanding <laughs> our beehive. <laughs> woohoo. Um, we're woohoo. We're gonna add a couple new bees to our hive. One of them is Pat, who you all met in January. Uh, she did the episode about uh, New York's Vogue Knitting Live with Linda because she had been. Uh, to Vogue Knitting Live with Linda. And then also we are going to add B, <laughs> B-E-A. B is going to be a B. And um, she is uh, Linda's daughter. And uh, she's going to give us a little bit of a millennial perspective. So right. we're so excited. And she, she actually worked at a knit store for almost yes. three years. She was kind of She'd graduated from college, she'd had a professional job, and then she kind of got laid off, and then she decided she wasn't really sure she wanted to stay in that field, and she was in a point of indecision for a little while, and, and kind of took a part-time job just to kind of tide her over, but ended up really loving working at the yes. knit store, and even, I think, had kind of played with the idea of like, hmm, I wonder if this is like a career I could pull off, and... She has so much great knowledge, yes. You know, from helping all those knitters and hearing, you know. Yeah. So it'll be really interesting. A lot to, of great stuff to see what what perspective she brings. So, so how we're going to format so this going forward is that this is Linda. I will continue to be on every episode, and mm-hmm. then Anne and I will continue to do an episode together every month. So the episode that will air. Um, or go live on the 15th of the month will be Ann and I. And then Pat and B will alternate working with me on the episode for the first of the month. So, right. And also if, if Linda ever got too busy and something came up in her life, you know, Linda can feel free to say a couple of B's you take over for me this time. So, so yeah, this is just, we can do that for the foreseeable future. Um, Right. And in the case with, with Pat and B, I think they're, they're both very enthusiastic, but neither one of them could, could probably manage doing once a month or or more frequently than that for various reasons. So we're excited about that. Yeah. And we're very excited. So on May 1st, Pat and I, now Pat is the queen of socks. (laughs) Pat knit for like 40 years and made mostly socks, a lot of other things. And Pat did not become a brave knitter until two years ago this month when I convinced her she had to knit a sweater for the first time. Wow. But... So Pat and I, Pat is very excited about doing an episode about socks, and that's something that Anne and I have talked about, but neither Anne or I really know that much about knitting socks because we haven't knit very many. We I, don't, yeah. So sometimes <laughs> you need to, yeah, we need so to we bring need, in some more bees. We need some more, more expertise. Knowledge. And so, so Pat, Pat has so much to say about socks that when I spoke to her the other day on the phone, she said, you know, we're going to have to do more than one episode about socks. Yeah, you know, you could have Socks 101, ep- yep. you know, part one, part two, part three. Who knows how many parts So we'll see. So on May 1st, we you will hear Socks 101 with newbie <laughs> queen, queen of the socks, Pat. The newbie, newbie, the newbie bee. The newbie bee. Yeah. That's, that's exactly right. <laughs> All right. What are you raving about? Today I am raving and... 
about raving faving about this book, uh, 60 Quick Knitted Toys. And it is uh, put out by Sixth and Spring Books. There's no actual just like author. I mean, I think that they just put it together as a collaboration. And oh my gosh, it has some of the cutest stuff for kids. You know, toys and, and stuffed animals that you just, um, I, I, I had never thought of before. Um, a couple of e examples are like this um, knitted tool set and how they, you know, like a screwdriver and how they make the screwdriver actually, you know, so a child could actually kind of pretend to, you know, to to work with it. Oh, they, how fun. You take straws and you tape the straws together and you put that down through the actual, you know, long part of the <laughs> um of the, you know, I don't know much about tools. I don't know, you know, how the to, how shaft to, of the screwdriver, the shaft. There you, there you go. There you go. So <laughs> I thought that that was just adorable. They also have a knitted guitar. My family, um, my husband plays Ooh. in a band and, you know, my, my son plays the guitar too. So I think that this is really cute. They, um, have a knitted guitar and how they form that guitar to give it a little bit more, um, stability. They use foam, foam board and kind of cut it to the shape, you know, of the, the body of the, of the guitar. Oh, cool. I thought that was adorable. Yeah. They have a, um, a bunch of really darling baby rattles. Cause you, you know, like we had said before, you know, you think about giving baby booties or a baby sweater or a baby bonnet or whatever, but these cute little baby rattles are adorable. And, um, there's a VW Peace fan. So cute. I think I've seen that yeah. somewhere. Yeah, it's in here. Oh wow! And I've seen like submarines before and stuff, but this 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 takes the cake. This is adorable. And then also they've got like an on point ballerina doll, and just I mean that that's not even not even touching on you know the book. I mean there's just <laughs> so much stuff in there. So yeah, I'm raving and faving about that today. How about you? Well, I'm going to have to rave about yeah. Vicky at Vix Knits on Etsy. A couple okay. weeks ago, I decided I needed. Well, I can't. I can't. I can't reveal what this was really about because it'll ruin a surprise for somebody who might be listening. Uh -huh. but anyway, I ordered some stitch markers from this little Etsy shop called Vix Knits. V I C S K-N-I-T-S. And I ended up having a little email or, um, yeah, email discussion with Vicky back and forth. And she sent me these cute little, they're little superhero, girl superhero stitch markers. And they're adorable. Oh. And as it turns out, Vicky lives <laughs> in Midland, Texas right now, which is where my husband grew up and, oh. and much of his family lives. And anyway, they are really adorable very quick service from Vicky. And when I told Vicky I was going to rave about these, she said, well, I'd like to offer your viewers 25% off anything, Are you kidding? You know, anything they buy in my Etsy shop, I believe. And I, oh, I don't have this written down properly. I think until May 15th. Oh my gosh. I've got, I, I'm excited about that. So, Going to order some. Once again, um, go, go yeah. check out what Vicky has and buy some cute little stitch markers and some other things that she has and get 25% by using the code name or the code coupon BRAVE, B-R-A-V-E. Oh, I love it. Yeah, oh, it's very, very exciting. Yes. Woohoo. Okay. Okay. Are you misbehaving today? Yes, actually, I do have a misbehave. Um, my temperature blanket has a hole in it. And, you know, it looks like a hole, maybe like a mutant moth has eaten through my temperature blanket. But it's acrylic yarn, so that's probably not the reason. <laughs> um, yeah, something's gone awry. And so, yeah, do you, um, that's that's a problem. I have a hole in it. Do you want me to go ahead and do my save yeah. right now because it is related to it? Sure. Okay. I found a great video on YouTube called How to Fix a Hole in Garter Stitch Knitting by Margaret Olander. And what she did, she took thread instead of yarn, a thread that would kind of be neutral, kind of blend in with the, you know, the knitting and double stranded it and with a needle, uh, you know, kind of sewed that hole together uh, by, you know, going back and forth horizontally and then vertically and yeah. Wow. Um, really, really worked. Can't tell anything. So. Oh, fabulous. Yeah. Check that out. Yes. Okay. 
Okay, how about you? Have you well, my have misbehave has to do with the Noten sweater, which I feel like I've been talking about forever now. Because um, <clears throat> I think it was a crave many, many, many episodes ago. And then yeah. I started it a while ago and had some issues with it and then started again. And and I've actually made great progress. I'm, I'm kind of, it's, it's top down and I'm over the it has some fair isle color work in the top and I'm done with the fair isle color work and now I'm just it's all just straight knitting back and forth so I'm good to go but I did two major screw-ups on this the first was joining and I've talked about this before where because I when I'm knitting in the round on a small item like a neck I do two circulars and and it is possible to, you know, after you cast on, then there's a, a method to, to join two circulars. I find it difficult when I'm doing that when I have a very fine yarn. And this yarn is supposed to be DK, but it's it's a cotton and bamboo. And to me, it's about the size of a normal fingering. It, it just seems really small. And so what I have also discovered is that it's okay to just knit flat for several rows and then join and then it becomes very obvious and then you don't have to you know then you're less likely to twist right when you're joining so that's what I did I think I knitted three or four rows and then I joined and then I was knitting along and knitting along and it the, the neck has like a little color work in it it's like a mosaic stitch of blue and white that I'm doing and I was probably I don't know an inch inch and a half in and I'm looking and I'm like why is this twisting funny why is this twisting funny on my needle well sure enough I had Hmm. twisted it when I had joined (laughs) right you know and I was looking at it going okay how can I how can I undo this and you can't so I had to rip it out so oh no I did that but then I had my second misbehave where I misread the instructions totally my fault that it has a series of increases as you're you know obviously your neck um, top down you're you know you're having to get larger and I was mm-hmm. doing this one increase as every however many row four rows or whatever in these particular spots and then the way I misread the instructions was on this other row you don't do the two front increases like you do the rest of the time well well that was correct that you don't do the same front increase you normally do but you were supposed to do another type of increase that I totally just failed to do so when I got to the point where I was about to start the color work I did a stitch count right just to make sure I was on track Mm -hmm. well I was off a lot I mean, Uh-oh. like 32 stitches, something. Yikes. Yeah. And I thought, yeah. oh, man, I don't want to have to rip this all back, especially with all these increases. Right. So what I did, and this was a little risky, and, and the, the jury's still out into whether or not this is going to work or not. Mm-hmm. I just did the, the next row or maybe the next two rows. I just evenly did knit knit back and front now that I know that that ends up looking better than knitting front and back which I've done for 30 years right and so I did that and surprising I thought I would really make like that row like flare out right because doing so many increases in one row that it wouldn't seem gradual but it it doesn't really look that way it looks okay so I'm I've kept knitting and I'm past the color work and I'm just don't know. So I, I, I think I have saved Noten. We'll see. <laughs> Woohoo! Yeah, keep us posted on that. Yes. Good job. All right. yep. You have to sometimes get creative, right? Yeah. And and take my chance. And, and I'm doing this sweater, yeah. you know, mainly to get the color work experience. So if it's not right. perfect and I have to just rip it all out at some point, it yeah. won't be the end of the world. Right, right. Okay. Are you craving something? And- I am. Yeah. And I'm going to go back to this book because I am craving some really <laughs> adorable things in here that I have not yet mentioned. Um, as soon as I get some get some yarn, there is a Lego building block pillow that is so cute. So if you have, I mean, my son was so into Legos when my, he was my little. My kids are still into Legos. 
Yeah, mine. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I gave him some for Christmas. I've been watching the Lego Master TV show. There's like a reality show, a competition. The finals. The finals are this week. Yes, I I love it. I've been loving it. Wow. Anyway. Oh, that is so cool. Yeah. So this pillow is just adorable. And, you know, it's not an actual block. It doesn't have the, you know, you can't fit them into each other. But just to put on their bed, you know, so adorably cute. But as far as like actually building with something, they also in this book, this is from 60 Quick Knitted Toys. Uh, they have a castle castle building blocks. So you actually oh. make these, uh, they're like different, you know, versions of them, but you can make as many as you want and actually be able to kind of like build this um, stuffed knitted castle Ooh. and make it as big as you want to make it as, you know, as, as much as, as somebody wants to knit them for the child, they can, you know, build with this. And uh, there's a little royal couple that comes with it oh. and a dragon, Ooh. which I just, yeah, <laughs> I just, how cute is that? So oh my goodness. Well, um, now that I someday. have, because I have two little grandnieces now, right? Zoe is mm-hmm. about to turn a year, yeah. and Madeline, who had some oh, wow. health issues in the first month of life, but now right. she is just fabulous, and she's two going on Yay. three months old now. I might have to, I might have to get that book and make up some toys. Yeah, exactly. Just adorable. And then the last one that I thought was so cute is a jumbo tic tac toe set. So basically, it's like a big blanket, oh, you know, okay. with a tic tac toe, hatch marks, whatever. Right. And then you make the little knitted oh, the X's, X's and O's. O's. Yeah, and stuff them. How cute is that? Oh, that's that's yeah. great. That would be so, wouldn't that be a yeah. fun baby gift? It really would be. I think so too. Yeah, there are just so many great ideas. In that's this book. Oh, that's so the other thought I had. Different. The other thought I had that we I didn't I forgot to mention is that when it comes to baby stuff, like you don't have to wait for a baby right. to make them. I mean, I think it's a yeah, good idea. Just start knitting now. Start knitting now and have a stockpile of baby yep, gifts. Have a gift closet. Right? Particularly mm-hmm. people like you I and I who we don't have grandchildren yet. Right. And our kids, like I do have, you know, two nieces and nephews that have had babies. But so mm-hmm. all these next generation people are just starting now to have babies. So now would right. be the time to, to knit to really start. and get my stockpile so that when, because it's hard to knit you know, fast enough when the baby comes around sometimes. Yeah, yeah. We know it's going to be coming at some point, really. And can I throw one more in? Because I just thought of it. They had this little fishing game and they use magnets for the little fish and the little fishing pole. I was just like, oh my gosh. Yeah, really adorable ideas in this book. I I cannot say it enough. I had the plastic version of that back in the 60s. (laughs) <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I think I had some little version of that for Jack when he was yeah. little, too. I know. I you remember know, just, my yeah, little fishing thing stuff. with the... I wonder whatever happened to that. So my crave came from um, an item that I saw in the um, Mason-Dixon Knitting March Mayhem, which is kind of apropos because I'm, you know, knitting Noten right now. And Noten I discovered last year in last year's March Mayhem. So this is a shawl. Okay. Now, if you know me, and people that are listening have probably heard me say that I I don't wear a shawl. I'm never going to wear a shawl. I don't understand. You're kind of hot-blooded. I'm, I'm a hot. Bit. Are you hot a I'm lot? I'm hot yeah. a lot, but I also, it's just not a look that I, I, I just don't get why people are like fascinated by shawls and a lot of people like all they knit are shawls I guess because you know they don't have to fit and there's a lot of reasons but I'm like and we also live in a very hot place and we live in a hot place but even if I lived in Alaska I'm telling you I would not be wearing a shawl I would not be making a shawl for myself however my crave is a shawl what what I know can you believe it my knit my crave is a shawl that I found from the Mason Dixon. It was in the final four. It did not win. I was very sad. It is called Destination Unknown by Cheryl Faust. It has a mosaic knitting technique. It also calls for some spin cycle dyed in the wool. And I just, I just love it. Now, it's not something I would make for myself, but I love it. I think it is so beautiful that I definitely want to make it for somebody else. And I actually have somebody in mind who I think would love and appreciate this. Um, So I also, when I went to actually look at the pattern on Ravelry, what I discovered is that Cheryl Faust also has several other patterns that also use a mosaic technique. 
and have similar designs but are equally beautiful and one of them is called meet me at midnight and another one is called embrace the chill but they are beautiful beautiful and i am very excited to knit it'll be my first shawl if i if i do knit this at some point so it's going in the queue there's there's a lot of things ahead of it in the queue but it's going in the queue kind of exciting yep Yep. well i think we've done it i think we've done it all right gift away Ooh, this is longest episode ever one hour can you believe it (laughs) a little long-winded aren't we we were just so excited about giving gifts I know, really, yeah. I mean, I can't believe that we thought that there wouldn't be enough I know. to do, you know, an episode on this. That's hysterical. Just never know what you could talk about with knitting. <laughs> exactly. It can go on forever. All right. Well, until next time, be, be brave. Thanks for listening. If you'd like more information, check out Brave Knitting at Facebook or Ravelry Group. You can also find us on Instagram at BEE Brave Knitting and email us at BEE Brave Knitting at gmail.com.